0: you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This week on the Urban Shooter Podcast, episode 214. Rob shares a commentary from California. Barbara B. from Women's Outdoor News introduces us to twin biathlon stars. We got a dynamite question of the week, and it's our featured presentation. Zombie Strike number 77. We got news. We got a royal wedding. And we got just some stuff. All coming up next on your fave or righteous podcast, The Urban Shooter.
1: Crossbreedholsters.com presents The Urban Shooter Podcast. This is the pro-gun variety show that features inspiration, observations, and conversations about life, the shooting sports, and more. And here he is, now helping you survive another week. Your friend and brother from a different mother, the black man with a gun, the pastor of Patriots, Paladins, and Pistoleros, Ken Blanchard.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. I'm so glad you found me. Thanks for rolling with the Urban Shooter Podcast. It's me, it's Ken Blanchard, your chocolate bunny, back at you this week with an assortment of uh, foolishness that can only come from the Urban Shooter Podcast. It's been a week, it's been a week. If you're new to the show, I welcome you. Make sure you check out KenNBlanchard.com for the show notes. And if you dig real hard, you'll find out that I've been around since about 1991. Yep, that's when I came on the scene. Been firearms instructor since about 1986. Used to be a federal police officer. Trained people and did a whole bunch of personal security and executive protection. Traveled all over the world and risked my life to save and protect families. That was my specialty. Yep, executive protection, that's my thing. But now, I got about three more jobs. And I don't travel anywhere unless it's to arrange, or to hang out with some cool people like you. And I hope to see you sometime this year. Make sure you pay attention to the site. Um, You can find me on our own forums at forum.kenblanchard.com or blackmanwithagun.info. That's our forums. If you're a member of the Urban Shooter Association, I'll talk about that a little later. That's urbanshooter.org. It's our private little hotspot for those who support the show. This is a listener-supported podcast. It's only as good as it is because I have people like you listening. No joke. You guys send me emails, you guys call, and we stay in touch. You're like family to me. That's why I cut my ties with a whole bunch of stuff that was foolishness because I got such quality people. I'm just going to make sure I take care of you guys because you're taking care of me. It's all about love on this show. Passover and Easter, two big occasions in the life of the Judeo-Christian faiths. Now for the Jews, Passover is when the angel of death passed over all the faithful followers of Moses and followed what probably seemed pretty strange at the time, to throw an acceptable sacrificial lamb's blood over the doorframe of your dwelling in seal so that all the firstborn of your household will be spared. And then cook a quick meal and waste none of it. Don't even wait till the bread rises because when the word goes down, we are out of here. Freedom, baby. Delivered out of the hands of Pharaoh and protected by the hand of God. And if you didn't like that rule, didn't want to participate, fine. Just see what happened come morning. And for Christians celebrating the life, death, and resurrection of the Lamb of God, Jesus of Nazareth, the firstborn of the brethren, the Messiah. It's the Super Bowl of Christianity. More important than Christmas, but equally has been twisted by pagan customs, fertility rites, springtime foolishness, etc. Now, it's time when all pseudo-Christians check into church. Christmas and Easter, the church will be fuller than usual, like attendance is going to get you into heaven or something. Joker should be standing on the promises of God, but they're really just sitting on the premises. But don't get me started. It's the meds. I know it is. Quick shout out to Rabbi David. Now, he would be on here more often, but he is true to the faith and to his family. So, every once in a while, I kind of vary off the farm. And uh, because my brother is kosher, he can't go with that. I know I got some Jewish blood, but I ain't telling nobody. I got issues as it is. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I've been talking to preachers, pastors, deacons, and folks that all of a sudden want to be trained in gun safety, want me to put together an event to get their families to the range. And that means a lot to me. Man, the grassroots thing is smoking right now. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes and it's starting to work. Oh, man, I am psyched. I am so happy. One guy I just spoke to today, he just found me, former prison chaplain from New Jersey and wants to get four or five pastors he knows to create a pro-gun ministry. Man, I think I'm going to cry. I am so happy. Praise the Lord. But more on that as it unfolds. We got the big NRA annual meeting, April 29th, 30th, and 1st of May. I will be, most likely, at the Second Amendment Foundation booth. That's number 325, but only on Saturday. Giving out free handshakes and smiles to all that want one. I got to preach twice on Sunday, so I won't be able to stick around. I'm going to have to ditty mouth right out of there sometime Saturday evening. But make sure you come by, though, and find my happy face and say hello. Hey, this week, Earth Day. A relatively new holiday, first celebrated on April 22nd, 1970. How about them apples? Earth Day was founded by some senator in Wisconsin. April 22nd is also the first official day of spring in the Northern Hemisphere and of fall in the Southern Hemisphere and was chosen to be Earth Day for this reason. And that's this week, just in case you didn't know. I'm going to take a breath and let John Wayne start us off with a Pledge of Allegiance, and then we're going to come start back with some news right off after this.
1: I pledge allegiance to the
2: flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: All right, let's get right into some news. All right, first thing I got to tell you, um, I had a friend help me put this forum together, and we're still working on it. Forums are like cheap, man, don't cost nothing to do. But it's really cool because you can keep your friends around and um, you can talk. But uh, my forums, in all honesty, is like that, man. I feel like I'm outstanding in my field. Alone. So if you're not doing anything, pop on over there, register and uh, crank that thing up. But I ain't going to feel bad if you don't come for a while. I'm going to leave that thing there though. It's going to be like, uh, like a hotel. I'm going to leave it light on for you. When everybody else's stuff falls down or crashes or you know, Armageddon hits, the zombies attack, my form will still be there for you. That's why it's there. It's a backup, man. It's, a, it's the backup form. One day, everybody will be there. Yeah, right. Hey, Amazon sells apps right now. And if you have the Android, the Urban Shooter app is available. Now, that's really cool. I'm tell you why it's cool. If you don't have um, the Urban Shooter app downloaded to your iPhone, and you don't have an iPhone, you don't have a iPod and none of that stuff, but you do have a Verizon or Android model, you can download and save the episodes And it doesn't even, like, take any space up, really. You won't have to have a wireless system to keep, you know, to hear it. So, like, you go into some cave somewhere, you're coal mining or something, you can have it recorded on your phone. And folks won't even know you, cracking jokes, listening to me. They'll think you're on the phone. Most cool. Hey, I'm really sorry about those Texas fires. Um, That's, like, really sad. Texas firefighters on Wednesday continue to battle blazes that have scorched a million acres. Can you believe it? A million acres. And uh, I think there's like 34 states have sent uh, firefighters to help out in Texas. Because in the last two weeks, um, I read that over 170 homes were burned. And uh, that's horrible, man. So I told my Texan relatives, brothers and sisters, hang in there. My prayers are with you. And then in the Midwest and the South, got that crazy weather still going on. Y'all had some severe thunderstorms and tornadoes. Um, I have no idea other than the Bible did say that that stuff was going to happen. So word to the wise. Also in the news, a lot of ranges, you know, places where we shoot are under attack right now across the country, and that just sucks. The Trap Range in San Clemente, California, Near the back gate of uh, Camp Pendleton, where I used to live, is closed right now till further notice until they can figure out how to satisfy a few folks with the cleanup issues. And near my family down in Sussex County in uh, Virginia, they're trying to shut down the ranges down there. Range Raider. Got quite a few um, ranges listed now on my Range Raider page that probably nobody can see. I got to figure out a way to take my Excel spreadsheet and make it more appealing Cause I got about, about 20 things you guys have sent me, um, different ranges around the country and how you rated them. Kind of cool. Hey, what do you think about the, uh, the Royal wedding? You did a bunch of crap. I love weddings. I've done about 14 right now and, uh, something like that. And there's all big hula about William and uh, Kate Middleton. Whoop-dee-doo. Man, I remember when I used to live in London Lived in uh, on Abbey Road. I was hobnobbing, partying like, uh, like it's nineteen eighty nine, because I think it was, and uh, I was trying to get into the royal family. Actually, I met a daughter of a duchess. I forgot what she was. She was in there though. She was she was a blue blood, um, named Nikki. Man, I was in love with Nikki. That's a lie. I was in lust with Nikki. Nikki was rough, but uh, I was in love with a Scott. Yeah, I think I was engaged to him too. Yeah, I was engaged to a Scott. A Lebanese chick, a Brazilian chick. Oh well, I digress. That was like thirty years ago. Them jokers is old, fat, nasty. Now, now I got a nice. Strapping bride been married to her for 20 years. We're doing good Speaking of weddings he just didn't sing a Billy Idol song yeah I know I know I had fun though doggone it hey shout outs to Alex in Oklahoma John B in Minnesota Edward Verna in North Carolina Rob who will help out here here shortly Um, Art Stu Tat Mike Bob in Oregon Trucker Bob my buddy Angelo David Ralph Howard Scott Murray and Kern thank you man For listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. The Minister of Defense, the pastor of Paladins, Patriots, and Pistoleros, will
3: be right back after these commercials.
0: Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial
2: and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget crossbreedholsters.com.
0: Your eyes are priceless. Don't settle for less than ESS iPro. Advanced eye protection systems for military, law enforcement, and fire rescue professionals. Protect your eyes and look good doing it. Designed to take on the planet's most hostile and unforgiving environments. Featuring cutting-edge technologies, patented innovations for peak performance, and uncompromised eye safety. ESSIpro.com Tell them Ken Blanchard sent you. ESSIpro.com Does your job take you to the hot zone? Want some great gear for the warrior, law enforcement, SWAT, special ops, hunting, and the serious recreational shooter? Check out Blackhawk.com, where honor is a way of life. Blackhawk.com. And tell them Ken Blanchard sent you. Blackhawk.com.
4: And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning.
0: Hey, I want to give you a quick uh, product review of some Blackhawk athletic wear. And there's a link for it on Urban Shooter Podcast show notes for this show. You'll find them on KenNBlanchard.com. Now, springtime is here and I'm going to start running again outside. Right now, I'm doing that treadmill. Even though I done gained a few pounds. Uh, at least you can't tell. I don't know whether it's just the, the muscle bulk or I haven't pushed away from the table enough. But aside from that, Black Hawk has a new line of athletic wear, and I like this stuff. I just got a set of the uh, the running shorts. They do have a longer version, but I got the short ones right now. And the wife, she likes. So much so, she wondered who bought them for me because uh, she didn't think I would. Kind of particular about my legs. These are the short kind, like the old school Marine Corps ones we had back in the day, except for uh, they're black. And they do have a, a little lining in it so that your junk stays put. They got that nice, nylon, silky feel to it. Um, but I'd combine it with a supporter so you don't imprint and make the lady walking her dog get any ideas. It's just neighborly. These are also going to double as my pajama shorts when I'm home, though, because they're just that comfortable. And I got a matching top to it, too. Shoot. So when her missus is ready, so am I. We're going to find Barbara, and she's going to talk to us about the biathletes. And uh, the biathlon is a winter sport. I know we're getting out of the winter, but it's, uh, in case you don't know, it combines cross-country skiing and rifle marksmanship, and it kind of alternates between skiing and shooting. And she found out that there's, like, twin women that compete for the U.S. team. Yeah. Hey, Barbara, tell us about the twin biathletes.
3: Hey, Urban Shooter, this is Barbara Baird, Women's Outdoor News. Lanny and Tracy Barnes, I heard about these incredible sisters last year at the NRA meetings and exhibits in Charlotte, North Carolina. Friends of mine would ask, Oh, did you meet the Barnes sisters yet? They were just here. And others would say, Hey, you got to meet these women. And oh, they were just here. And then, Stop in here and you'll probably meet the twins. And it just never happened. So when last October rolled around and I finally got to meet the twins, Tracy and Lanny Barnes, who are in training for the 2014 Olympics in Russia in the sport of a biathlon, I felt like it had been a long wait, but I was not disappointed. In fact, after spending time with them at 11,000 feet on a mountain in Colorado while grouse hunting, I decided I want to be president of their fan club, but I think I'd have to get in a long line for that. What a lifestyle. These two women have dedicated their lives to perfecting the sport of skiing and shooting combined. In their spare time, they coach prospective biathlon competitors, mentor young women in the shooting, skiing sports, and continue to get outdoors hunting together and hiking. They also are on the Pro Hunting Apparel's Pro Staff. And now we are pleased to be able to support their quest for the 2014 Olympics by running a link to their new website's online jewelry boutique, launched on April 8th. There's more at the site, too, such as news, updates, information on their sponsors, their partners, links, a shop for all the latest twin biathlete gear and deals from their sponsors. There is also a twin tracker so that you can follow the twins on their training schedule. One of the best features, though, is their online shop. In the shop, you can purchase artwork from two time Olympian Lanny Barnes, as well as bullet earrings and necklaces worn by the twins during the Olympics and their other international and national competitions. The earrings, made of 22 ammo, are made customized by the twins and are a great look for any outdoor enthusiast. Fans will also have the opportunity to donate to the twin biathletes' quest for gold in the 2014 Olympic Games. We'll be following the Twins and their journey to the Olympics, and we highly recommend that you do too. In the meantime, we're getting ready to place our order for bullet earrings. Check out the Twins' Lanny and Tracy Barnes website at twinbiathletes.com, twinbyathletes, B-I-A-T-H-L-E-T-E-S dot This is Barbara Baird, Women's Outdoor News. For news, reviews, and stories about women in the outdoors, check us out online. And thank you, Ken. Bye.
0: All right, Barbara, thank you. And now, now, our feature presentation. presentation. Question of the Week. My main man, Leroy, on Facebook, asked me a question. He says, hey, man, how about your question of the week being, what's the worst gun myths you ever heard? Outstanding question, my man. So I asked 50 of my closest friends on Facebook, and they responded in like form. The 50 biggest myths on Facebook this week about guns. Thanks, y'all. Dave says that guns cause violence, Scott says. You could have shot the gun out of their hand to stop them. Excellent. Eric says, we must ban assault clips. Joe says that any rifle, when placed in a vise, will put every bullet in a single hole at a distance. I didn't know there was that many myths. And with a 50 Cal, you'll be shooting airplanes out of the
5: sky. Another bold-faced lie. Miguel says
0: if you shoot one shot from a forty five ACP will put down anybody regardless of where the person is hit. Yeah. Kevin says if everybody has a gun, people will be killing each other at fender benders. Another big, sloppy, nasty myth. How about Doug? Doug says that any firearm untouched might go off at any moment due to mechanical failure. Another sloppy myth. Randy says that every black man with a gun is going to rob you, even if he's just walking his dog. Man. Brent says that polyframe guns beat metal detectors. Mm hmm. Joel says that women can't shoot as well as men. Another. Big old nasty myth. Jeff says that Glocks are dishwasher safe. Tim says that guns kill people. Another big old myth. That gun control has ever significantly or consistently made any society safer. Thumbs up there. We got another one from Tim that more guns equal more crime. Another big old hairy myth. Tess says that there are places where guns are not needed in quotations. You tell him sis another sister
5: said, another big old myth. it just went off. David
0: says when somebody is shot, the impact will knock them across the room several feet, yep, like that forty five. Another Eric says those magic. Cop killer bullets with the Teflon coating. Mm-hmm. Big old myth. Tony says, the government has any power to infringe on our Second Amendment rights. Back got you, babe. Harry says, that's the problem. They have the power, but not the right. Kevin S. says, that we all know who we think is going to break into your house the middle of the night, and it's not a red-headed Johnny from the neighborhood. Paraphrasing Michael Moore's comment on gun owners. And Michael Moore is a racist. Samuel says that a call to 911 is just as good. Mike says that all the people he knows that own guns think 10 rounds are plenty. Another big old myth. Alexander says that assault weapons and assaults, in quotations, clips, i.e. magazines, handguns, etc., etc., are extra dangerous and must be banned. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's one. You can silence or suppress any revolver, even with a potato. I say potato, you say potato. But then Frank comes back with it and says, yeah, but these mashed potatoes sure taste funny. Or how about this from Frank? An AR-15 is fully auto just because it looks like it. Here's one for you. A semi-automatic pistol can kill better than a revolver. Another big old nasty hairy myth. Bruce gives us some real good truth. Debunking a myth that Everybody knows you can convert any gun to a machine gun easily. You know, there are people who really, 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 really believe all this stuff. Ron says that a brother down in the hood don't need a gun for personal protection, but the chief of police on the 12th floor of a police headquarters surrounded by police officers needs his gun. Ooh, slammer. Those
5: are good, man. Those are real good. And here's one that a gun will just go
0: off. Matt says anything that Toby Hoover says. And I don't know who that is. So you gotta hook me up with that one at. Tell me tell me who Toby Hoover is. Probably another anti gun mental midget. Layla says, if somebody points a gun at you, you can stick your finger in the barrel and if they pull the trigger, you will blow up the barrel and kill the shooter. Yeah. And in the same vein, if you shoot a duck point-blank in the face with a 12-gauge, it'll just knock his bill into a different hilarious place each time. Gotta watch them cartoons, man. you get your kill. Jason says that all Tauruses suck. It's a big old myth. Fly low level says just shoot him in the leg. That's all you need to do. And then Carry says, A cop told him that a soda bottle over the muzzle will silence any gun. You won't hear a thing, not even a sonic crack. And we take him to the duh category. Jason says, A big myth is that guns are not a part of Canada's heritage. Hey, we're going to elaborate on that one. Jason says, how about that? There's not much difference between the 9mm and a 45 ACP in terms of performance. Man, these are so good. That's almost as good as what Rob said. Hi, I'm from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, and I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. And then finally, there's a gun show loophole. A criminal used a semi-automatic revolver, and the government can buy back that which it never owned in the first place. Excelente. If you really want to get the real scoop on gun myths, check out gunfacts.info. That's HTTP or www.gunfacts.info, and it's a PDF that's full of the most factual stuff you can get. Statistics, everything debunks all the myths.
2: England, Wales, Scotland, Australia, Canada, and 12 other industrialized and largely disarmed nations have higher violent crime rates than the U.S. This is according to a Dutch Ministry of Justice multinational survey. According to that survey, England and Australia are twice as vicious as America, with higher rates of robberies, muggings, and assaults. Switzerland, a well-armed nation, has a violent crime rate about the same as ours. Disarmed countries are dangerous countries, and America's few disarmed cities are the most dangerous in the Union. This is no coincidence. Arm yourself with facts to strip the gun control industry bare. Visit gunfacts.info and get your free copy of Gun Facts, called Indispensable by Cam Edwards of NRA News. Gun Facts is your rapid reference guide to debunking gun control myths and shaming politicians into obedience. www.gunfacts.info
0: Is the cost of ammo bringing you down? Are you ready to have fun with your firearm again? If you need ammo... Your friend and brother from a different mother has the answer. LuckyGunner.com Good prices. LuckyGunner.com If your time is valuable, LuckyGunner.com Order your ammo today. LuckyGunner.com Where you won't waste your time and the shipping is fast. It's 110% guaranteed. LuckyGunner.com All right, next up is a new contributor to the Urban Shooter Podcast, my friend from California, Big Rob.
6: Thanks, Ken. We'd all applaud a self-defense technique that reduced rape and battery by 90%. Well, that technique exists. What, you haven't heard about it? Then I'll share the secret with you. Our actions make the difference between fending off a violent attack or becoming a victim. 90% of assaults and rapes are prevented when the victim defends themselves with a firearm. Let's put that number in perspective. The police work hard to achieve a 5 to 10 percent reduction in crime year to year. Here's another perspective. When they outlaw armed self-defense, they make the victim 10 times more likely to be raped and injured. While this isn't the headlines, the harm to the victim is still very real. The real news is the armed citizen and the harm caused by gun control. So why isn't this reported in the media? Of course, it makes news when some young cab driver is stabbed with a knife during a robbery. It is not news when the pizza delivery driver comes home unharmed because he has his concealed carry permit. They forget to put that story in the newspaper for a simple reason. There's no body, so there's no story no fresh blood so no printers ink the TV news doesn't tell the story of the old woman who lives down the street she simply picks up her groceries and continues home after someone tries to rob her she didn't have to shoot anyone to keep herself safe there wasn't a body for the paramedics not hers not her attackers sure grandma is shaken and over a cup of hot tea she says she's glad she brought the small pistol that her husband purchased for her long ago. Sure, you read the sad story about the college co-ed who was sexually assaulted in the campus parking garage at night. You did not read about the two girls who walked from the store to their off-campus apartment. Their story is different because their assailant stopped when he faced the barrel of a gun. Of course, the young girls have a description of their assailant. They said, I was handing him my purse, but you should have seen him run when he saw Cindy's pistol. They laugh about it now. The difference is that the two girls were armed, and the college co-ed had been disarmed. Being armed makes the difference between an attempted attack, where we escape, and being injured or raped. The Law Enforcement Assistance Administration, US Department of Justice, wrote a report way back in 1979 titled, Rape, Victimization in 26 American Cities. They found that an armed woman who resists her attacker was 10 times less likely to be raped than a woman who is unarmed. I'll say it again. A gun can't stop the attempt, but defending yourself with a gun makes it much less likely that the attack ends in rape. The statistics for assault are similar, both here in the U.S. and overseas. Even the British Home Office admits that an armed person is 10 times less likely to be seriously injured in an assault than someone who is unarmed. The target of a criminal attack is even less likely to be hurt if they were armed, trained, and had practiced the self-defense skills they were taught. The victims in these statistics are no different than you or I, no matter where they live or when the crime takes place. So why are we, now, so vulnerable some places here in the U.S. We can't defend ourselves if we've been disarmed by our county sheriff. We can't defend ourselves if we've been disarmed by our chief of police, by our campus administrator, or by our employer. These officials will never be charged with a crime, but their decisions put many of us in jeopardy. Their decisions leave us vulnerable and change the way we live. Your county administrator might not allow Grandma to be armed when she visits her friend in the senior citizen center. Now, Grandma is a victim on her way home at night. She was easy prey because she was disarmed. In fact, ten times easier. Now, Grandma's afraid to travel after dark. Some of us are disarmed out in our rural homes. The new sheriff might deny concealed carry permits to his county and criminals quickly find those who are easily robbed. Now, the pizza delivery drivers can't carry legally, so more of them are robbed and injured. Of course, the drivers change their habits to accept the fact that they're more vulnerable. One of the delivery drivers is a single mom. Since she can't defend herself, she won't make deliveries late at night anymore. She has to live with a smaller paycheck. That's because the sheriff doesn't like armed citizens and news about gun violence. We're disarmed in our cities when a new chief of police decides that no one needs a weapon for self-defense. Some of the cab drivers take other jobs because they know the work is dangerous. Some of the drivers won't work late at night anymore. And it isn't a gun crime when an immigrant cabbie who needs a job is robbed at knife point. It isn't a gun crime when his cab is stolen. That story's buried in the back of the newspaper, but now you know what really happened. The police chief left that cabbie disarmed and alone. Sometimes the story's closer to home. You've watched your neighbor's daughter grow up and now she's a responsible young woman. She took the tests and she got her permit to carry concealed, but that wasn't enough to keep her safe. She was robbed after work as she walked back to her car. The thieves took her purse and her backpack. Her wallet was in the purse and they cleaned out her checking account. She lost the laptop computer that was in her backpack. And that's a shame. You see, she needed that job. She was working after school to earn money for gas and tuition. So now she has to drop out of school in the middle of the semester. She says she'll go back to school next semester, probably at another campus where she feels safe. Sure, the computer can be replaced, but she can't get this semester back. At least she wasn't injured. Not this time. Why wasn't she armed and able to defend herself? That's the real question. She was disarmed because she had to leave her handgun at home. Obviously, she was victimized by the thieves who robbed her. But she was also victimized by her employer because even with her permit to carry a concealed weapon, her employer wouldn't let her bring her gun to work. She was victimized by her college president. Though she's legally allowed to carry almost everywhere else, the president of her college wouldn't let her bring a gun on campus. Both the college president and the employer were interested in public relations and loss prevention. They were not interested in public safety. They were the ones who matched a disarmed young woman against two grown thugs. Now what the college president and employer did wasn't fair, whatever their motives might be. Now, you know the story. You don't want someone you care about to be in the news, but now you see the disarmed victim in every crime story on TV. Now you hear the disarmed truth behind every gun control press release they read on the radio. I know it's hard, but I'm asking you to keep listening and not turn away. Please listen to the news and the stories of people being left disarmed against criminals. Their story is real. And it is up to us, up to you and I, responsible gun owners, to make sure their story is heard and not forgotten.
1: All right. Good job, Rob. You're listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast from Kent If you want to call Ken, you can leave a message toll-free in the U.S. at 888-675-0202 or contact him at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Last week on Zombie Strike.
0: Hey, last week we were in Part 8, Chapter 76, and the story took us to Johannesburg, South Africa. And we got a chance to listen on the conversation between a man named Castle and Alan, the sorcerer. And them guys was plotting and planning like old-time dictators. They are controlling or got evil truth people all over the world. Africa, Latin America, most of Asia. Not in China, though. And they're all inside of key positions in the government on all those little countries there. And uh, they're working it out, man, for a global takeover. I think there's some stuff. But they're kind of pissed off because Zombie Strike just keeps kicking their butt. Yeah. But, you know, there seems to be a problem. Yeah. They think there's a mole in their organization. But actually, Zombie Strike is just smart and learning from their prophecies. But they just figured that out. So who knows what's about to happen next? Because they're trying to control the United States of America. And that takes us forward to episode 77 of Zombie Strike. This is Zombie Strike. Chapter 77, Part 8 Kirkwood, Missouri 3 June 2011 2300 hours local Countdown 6 months, 27 days Evan Torelli waited in the shadow of a large tree. The 15 year old's shotgun was tucked in the crook of his arm. His dad would skin him alive if he knew that Evan had been toting the coach gun around on his bike. Evan hoped his dad would understand. The email told Evan that he'd be okay waiting in the park, but Evan needed the extra reassurance. He'd seen too much in the two days. Evan didn't much care for living so close to St. Louis. He was a farm boy, and he liked the wide-open spaces. The city felt confined, almost to the point of claustrophobic. Evan understood Dad couldn't run the farm anymore after his heart attack. They needed to go where the family could make a living. Teaching at the small Christian school wasn't much, but his family was making it. Evan did his best to adjust. Evan looked up into the night sky as he heard what sounded like a crop duster coming in too close. He could barely see the darkened shape in the night sky. It looked like a sleeker version of the Osprey tilt-rotor helicopter Evans had seen at an air show. A bullet-shaped body with two huge props at the end of straight wings. The sound of the props roared as they rotated up. The tilt-rotor came down into the park's open area. Red light spilled out of the back of the plane as a ramp came down. Ten dark-clad features and what looked like a big dog tromped down the ramp. Almost before all of them were off, the tilt rotor levitated back into the sky. As soon as it was above the trees, the props came back down and it shot off into the night sky. Easy with that scattergun, son, a voice whispered in Evan's ear. Evan froze in surprise. He didn't even notice one of the figures slipping around him. A strong hand snatched a coach gun from under his arm. Evan turned around. The man was a foot taller than Evan, maybe six foot even. The man looked exactly like Evan's imagined a spec op soldier would look like. The soldier's own weapon was slung as he unloaded Evan's shotgun. Took a chance coming out here with a shotgun, the man said with a low, baritone voice. What would you have done if you've come across those guys you told us about? Run like hell and only shoot if I didn't have a choice, Evan answered. The soldier smiled. His ivory teeth distorted the black streaks across his face. Good answer, kid, the soldier said. He handed the shotgun and shells back to Evan before motioning to the others. Evan's eyes went wide as he recognized a few of the faces, Evan had been a huge fan of Zombie Strike. Well, at least until his mom couldn't take the sight of Undead anymore and banned it. The last year hadn't helped Evan's pleading to watch the reruns. Still, he recognized three of the people. Quentin McClintock, Steve, The Steve Mountain, and Mateo Cortez had all been champions of the reality show. Evan swallowed and tried to keep cool. He wanted to impress his heroes. He didn't recognize the others, but they looked a lot like the soldier that took away his shotgun. Except for the guy with the cowboy hat. Then his eyes locked on the face of the most beautiful girl he'd ever seen. His mind froze in shock. Any chance of keeping his cool was shot as he stared at the girl for a long moment. Eyes back in the head, kid, the soldier said, slapping Evan in the back of the head. Sorry, Evan said sheepishly. He could feel his ears burning with embarrassment. He didn't feel any better when the others laughed. All except the girl. She just gave him a a polite smile. Evan, I'm Mateo Cortez, one of his heroes said, and outstretched his hand. Evan snatched it greedily. Mateo wasn't flashy or had some gimmick. He was the everyman of zombie strike. And Evan was a fan. I know, Evan blurted and then stopped. Cool. He had to play this cool especially with that girl watching him. He tried not to look back over at her. Good. Are the vehicles parked where they were supposed to be? Mateo asked. Yes, sir, Evan answered, right outside the park. Evan pointed to where the three vans were parked. Good. You're riding with me, Mateo said. Jim, you're driving. Chief, get the others divvied up. The soldier nodded. Mateo led Evan away from the group. The guy in the cowboy hat followed closely behind him. Did you actually see a zombie? Mateo asked in a low voice. It took Evan a moment to realize the question was directed at him. Yes, sir, there were a bunch of them, Evan answered, rumoring back to two nights ago. Can you remember how many you saw? Mateo asked. Evan concentrated hard. He had stumbled onto the guys in black, raising zombies. He wasn't trying to count the zombies. He was trying to run away. He settled down and framed the last image in his head. Ten or fifteen or so, Evan finally answered. You sure? Mateo asked. Mateo's eyes bored into Evan's. The boy swallowed hard and steeled himself. Yes, sir, Evan said, squeezing every ounce of confidence into his voice. Well, hell, kid, you might just be useful, the cowboy said, his light words filled with twang. Stow it, Jim, Mateo ordered. Evan... I want to need you to take us back to exactly where you saw the men the other night. Evan nodded, trying to keep his fear from showing on his face. If Mateo saw past Evan's facade, he didn't say anything. Mateo, Jim, and Evan climbed into the first van. The van leaped onto the road. Evan clung tightly to the seat at the cowboy, sped through the streets following Evan's instructions. Evan closed his eyes and waited for the van to roll over, as Jim took a turn at nearly 50 miles an hour. The ride was mercifully short. In less than 10 minutes, the van pulled up to the Christian school where his parents taught. The cowboy unlimbered his big rifle as he stepped out of the van. Mateo unslung his M4 carbine. Evan loaded his shotgun. The cowboy looked over at the noise of the shotgun clicking, closed, and smiled. Evan led them around the converted church, and through a small playground enclosed by a chain-link fence. Maybe a hundred yards beyond the chain-link fence was an old graveyard. Some of the older students snuck out to hang out amongst the gravestones. Evan liked to come out there at night. It was the only place that felt open enough and quiet enough to remind him of his nights on the farm. Then there was the other night. Evan froze. They were back. In the moonlight. Evan could clearly see the four black-clad figures and the over-twenty zombies. The undead were standing as if statues made of decaying flesh. They weren't even moaning. The four figures were darting about the graveyard. It looked like they were searching for something. "'We have contact,' Mateo whispered into his mic. He had his M4 up and trained at the figures in the graveyard. Four minions, maybe two dozen zombies.' Evan's eyebrow quirked upwards. Minions? Minions of who? Mateo listened for a moment and then made a hand motion to Jim. The big cowboy moved maybe 30 yards to the right before crouching down and aiming his big rifle. Evan was about to ask Mateo what he wanted Evan to do. He stopped when his eyes caught movement behind the three of them. He turned back around, his shotgun coming to his shoulder, his shoulders tense, Like they did right before that hog had come out of the bush on his last hunting trip. It was something in the playground. Evans took a step closer, and something leaped into the air. Its screech broke the night's silence. Evan pulled both triggers. It's gotta be the meds. You know it's allergy season in the nation's capital. All these trees so nicely landscaped together, that nature they would never be together, have making for some hellish pollen combinations. And so, if you don't have an allergy when you come here, you will by the time you leave. Me? I take medicine over the counter for it, but I think there are some side effects they aren't telling folks about. I looked it up online. I saw... Sleepy, may cause dry mouth, may cause dry eyes, but that ain't my symptoms. I get irritable, cranky, anxious. I become the angry black man. It's like being a younger Samuel Jackson 24-7. You know, I'd probably make more money if I was the angry black man on a regular basis, though. I could rant and rave on some, stay on some darn television station. I know that's hard to believe, right? You know me as the mushy, love and tender-hearted pastor of Patriots. The Kwa Chang King, Kung Fu guy of the podcast world. I know. But I got to tell you, this medication is doing something to me. It's got to be the meds. I'm pissed off about everything. I'm ready to kick somebody in the butt right now. If you don't move fast enough, and that ain't me. I'm pissed off about everything. During gas prices. You know, it cost me over $20 to fill my motorcycle. That's just bull. Still don't have my gun from Long Wolf Distributors yet. (coughs) Waiting on Maryland's waiting period. By the time I get it, I have to send it back. When you have time to shoot the darn thing. I only had it on a loan. Man, the state bought me cuss. Son of a biscuit. I got so pissed over the weekend... I quit the Gun Rights Radio Network. I'll tell you about that later. I sent Mark a couple of messages while I was driving home and said, take my links off the network. He did it so fast, I almost thought it wasn't my idea. If I hadn't called him, I'd have been pissed about that too. It's got to be the meds. I'm pissed off about everything. And then this lady comes to me last night. Well, she was my aunt. With some comforting words She lost her job and is looking for work And all I saw Was a bouquet of flowers That was tattooed on her breast Coming all out of the cleavage area Come on This woman is like 65 plus Got breasts the size of seedless watermelons Supposed to be a respectable mother of her church And got roses tattooed all the sides of her chest Coming all out the front area right, right up in here and stuff Come on auntie What the hell it's gonna hire you looking like that? Flowers and cleavage. I'm pissed off about everything. Must be the meds. You know, I had to work last Saturday. That was not fun. I'm too young to retire and too old to care. Man, if my boss leaves, I'm done. He's the only reason I show up in the morning. That, I like to eat. Well, tax season is gone. During taxes, got that done. What a ripoff. Traffic around here sucks too, and I get a daily dose of that coming to and going home every day. If I didn't have the podcast, or we have, if we didn't have podcasts, I had to listen to that crappy music. You know, the syndicated morons that are on the radio today suck. Radio's not even cool anymore. Now I try to send a demo to uh, XM Radio. Yeah. I'm pissed off about everything. It must be the meds. <laughs> and then my niece, sweet as she can be, birthday on the same day, beautiful little lady, just had a baby. Lord of mercy. Why? And she had pictures of herself showing her belly, proud mother, all over Facebook. I don't want to see that. Get your naked belly off of Facebook. I had to send her a little note. It probably was a little harsh coming from me this week. But there are predators and weirdos out there, and she's going to make me have to hunt them down. Y'all about to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all about to make me act a fool. I'm pissed off about everything. It must be the meds. And, and today, I'm mad at gay people. Oh yeah, you folks get on my last nerve. How could you? I'm not forgiving you for stealing the rainbow. You done stole the rainbow. When I was a kid, I know I was a late bloomer, I used to be home reading encyclopedia and stuff. Wasn't really good at sports back then, was a nerd, had a pretty good high IQ. Not in the math though, but I used to rock the rainbow. I had the shoes, I had the little suspenders like my sitcom hero, Robin Williams, did on *Mork and Mindy back in the day. even Even my dashiki back in the 70s had a little rainbow on it. Now as a kid, you could match that design with everything. You ain't have to stress out about matching colors. Just wear rainbow on it and your color is coordinated. But no. Now if you rock that rainbow, you're a lady boy. You must be sweet. On the down low. Got some sugar in your britches. You mugs done stole my rainbow. Hijacked it. Ripped it off. Even Apple let the rainbow go off their logo. See, I'm pissed off about everything. Must be the meds. Darn gay, lesbian, transgendered, and bisexual mugs. Is it me or is that list getting longer? What you guys doing? Just stop it. Now you want to get married. Ain't nobody satisfied with themselves. Women, let me share something with you. You got a power between your legs that has launched ships, created wars, and made many a man lose his life, his money, and his home. Why you want a mustache? Truth be told, if you just wait till you get older, and the testosterone in you it, you're going to get a mustache. I see them every week in my church. Stop brushing things. And men, that want to be women. Dude, you will have big old breasts by the time you're about 60 if you don't stay fit, so there you go. Be happy with yourself, as it is, unaltered. Got kids all confused, committing suicide, getting bullied for no good reason. Man, life is so easy, yet we make it so hard. Must be the man. Well, take me a break. And when I come back, everything is going to be much better. All right, that's a wrap for this week. And hopefully I made you smile at least once in there. And if I offended you, I apologize in advance. But I welcome your comments. You can send them to gun at gmail.com. Good, bad, and indifferent. It's all good. You know me. And if you don't, you shall learn of me. I am just like You, you hear me now. All the time, 24 hours, seven days a week. Maybe not in the job. I don't even talk in the job. I just do my work and get on out of there. Maybe I'm a little different in the church. Just a little bit. Not much, though. But you get the real me. That's no joke. Anybody who's seen me both in church and here can vouch for that. Until next week, this is your friend and your brother, Ken, wishing you. Peace. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Until next week. Shalom, baby.
1: This concludes another weekly edition of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening. Feel free to leave Ken a review on iTunes about the show. Join the forum on blackmanwithagun.info or comment on the show notes on kennyblanchard.com.
0: You know what the difference is between you and me?
5: I make this look good. One, two. One, oh. Check it out. Check it out. One, two, one, two. Guns don't kill people, people kill people Some are used constructive ways And some of them are used in productive ways let not misuse and corrupt their ways Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some of you's constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. Let's not misuse. and they corrupt their ways. Uh, uh-huh. This is the same story, but a little twist to it. I teach you how to gun and the proper way to use it. They tell on y'all lies, so please don't confuse uh-huh. it. It's not all about shooting up with rap music. Guns are not for robbing and flashing in the hood. Uh-huh. Some turn cowboys like Clint Eastwood. I'd rather that they use their brain, but they don't think of that. They rather tell Take lives like a kleptomaniac. They don't think about the time to infatuated with paper uh-huh. Too busy trying to be smooth like Beverly with a chaser It's time for me to face you And let you know that that nonsense is not hot Some too busy trying to run and evade the cops Understanding guns are made to pop Some just try to shoot and get juice like pop Someone tell me when the drama and the nonsense stops Women. Uh-huh. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. let not misuse and corrupt their ways. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some of use constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. That's not misuse, and corrupt their ways. Um, I'm about to go ahead and set it off and sound the alarm. They're trying to take a right so we can't bear arms. Congress can't amend it, that's not the solution. We got the right to have guns, that's in the Constitution. I know they're perpetrating. I see the nonchalant interrogations. That's what got me investigating. I know exactly what I'm facing. That's why I got the NRA, the National Rightful Association. So we fight for rights. So a firearm that we can own. Any king of his house should protect his throne. Ain't really been violent, y'all getting us wrong. I feel like this whole song has been written in stone. They're acting like guns created crime. Crime been here since the beginning of the time. So I speak my mind, ain't got time to be silent. But down guns ain't the solution. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some of you constructive ways. And some of them are used in productive ways. Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some of constructive ways. And some of them are used in productive ways. Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Uh, uh-huh.